Hey everybody, you're back for maybe a bonus episode, I'm not sure. Um, isn't that deep though, with Joy? And Cynthia. Yes, so we're back. We wanted to talk about a topic, and this is something that's been weighing heavily on my mind. I'm single, I live alone, Cynthia lives alone. Mm-hmm. We know what these bills are like, and we know that these these bills are real. Yes. Monthly Period. rent, rent goes up every year. There mm-hmm. are a lot of complexes nowadays that won't lease you for more than a year at a time because they want you to have to re-sign at a higher price point. Mm-hmm. And I'm already, my apartment right now is pretty cheap. I'll just go ahead and say it's a thousand a month for a two bedroom and a one and a half bath. So with that price, you can guess the kind of neighborhood I live in. doesn't <laughs> 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 the price is woof. But I'm looking for a nicer place because I want to be bougie and life is short. So like yeah. it's too short to live in a place where you're not. 100% happy. So my rent is about to possibly come close to doubling. Mm. And I have to be aware that each month that rent is going to increase by at least 100 or $200. And so I've basically laid it out in my mind, a timeline where it will no longer be sustainable for me to be single. <laughs> um, because eventually... It's going to, rent is going to be at a price where like, I can't comfortably afford $2,400 a month of rent on Mm -hmm. my own. Not with this current job, not at my current salary. Even if I got like a $5 raise per hour or whatever, which would be cool. That's still not really going to help too much if my rent is like $2,500. Like that's not going to cut it very well, especially if I'm supposed to be saving, Mm -hmm. especially if I'm at that point old enough to where I'm like, I want to own property. Period. Or I need like my car's gone kaput because it's been another five years. Like I need a new car. I need this, that. You know, God forbid one day those um student loans come find me. <laughs> and I, I have this irrational fear that, that some president in the future is gonna authorize them to just suck it out of our accounts. Try. God punish him. Garnish <laughs> my wages. I could see them being like, bro. You are a delinquent at this stage. Like the governor of Texas has authorized us to just slurp it out of your account. Like yeah. smoothie child. Cause like <laughs> it's been 10 years. You ain't put a dime on this. Like you, we have to get ours. We're going to get our money. I feel like it's, I'm, I don't want to speak it into existence. Absolutely so, so the point of this, this topic, it's basically what I call relationship economics. Where mm-hmm. Have you ever thought about how, what it, how much, it costs to live as a single person and how much longer do you think you could sustain yourself managing as a single person responsible for everything? I have thought about that. I, like, I, like you mentioned, I am living alone as well. And my rent is the exact same as yours. It's a thousand right now for a two bedroom, one bath, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's just, and I'm very, very grateful for it, but it's going up $200 and it will probably continue to go up if I stay here. So that's just going to be an additional thing that I have to think about and worry about. I do. I will say I do like living alone now because I lived with a roommate and she's amazing. Um, but there's a difference between living with a roommate and living alone. So I'm in, in this period of my life, I like living alone, but I do know that in like 10 years, I don't want to be living alone because of all the things that I w- will want and require. And the bills are just not going to be billing the way that I need them to be. If I lived on my own, 
and the other the other thing I will say too is I think this conversation is valid because it's like obviously if you are in a relationship and y'all are living together and you know financials are important I think that's something that is something worth talking about because some people be like well you know y'all are so independent y'all got it like why do you need to live with the whatever get roommates it's like first of all not everybody wants to be a roommate every single day and when you're 35 years old no offense if you're offended y'all know our email address i want want a roommate at 35 years old sorry so i don't want a roommate at 35 years i mean i don't want that if if okay i could see myself where like if you're not already married you have like a nice house and i come live with you (laughs) okay that's different that's different i would if i had a house and yeah, and I had oh yeah, people would live with me for sure. Absolutely. That's yeah, like, I see that about, like a two bedroom <laughs> shit on Bissonette Street. I don't want a roommate. Yeah, isn't that kind of fucked up? I'm like, if you get married, that fucks up my backup plan. Because like, <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna be making six figures, so you could possibly like own a home and be good. And then at that point, though, I can't afford to live alone, so I'm gonna be relocating and taking your guest room and just contributing <laughs> towards your house. mortgage. Yeah. And so if you got a husband at that time and you working on having some kids, that might not be on the on the agenda for you anymore. <laughs> so, I mean, if I have a voice quarter, if you have a quarter, and then what's even crazier is if you, like, I, I mean, I'm thinking within the next no more than five years. You'll, you'll need at least six figures to sustain yourself single. Like whether you yeah. own property or not, just rent. If you want to be in a safe location where you don't have to like scurry in the house as soon as the sun sets, where you can walk around and where like my outlets don't, the plugs don't hold. They, they sprayed my my house, down, my apartment down for bugs. The bugs came back. Like the bugs were <laughs> stronger than yesterday. No Britney Spears. Like I was like... <laughs> <laughs> like I can't. Everything here bothers me. I hate it here. So like, <laughs> Sorry. So like the idea that like if I don't make six figures, I can do better now, and it'll still be like ugh, like a little tight. Like I can do it. I don't want to, but I can. But in like five years, I'm not gonna be able to do it unless I'm making like 120 thousand before taxes. Because mm-hmm. after taxes, what is that? 100 thousand? 90 thousand? Like. Oh my god. Tax has been killing us. Killing us. Killing us. But yeah, so I think about that a lot. So do you when you think about this, does this make you feel like there's a light under your ass to think about marriage? Because of how cheaper and just, I mean, I hate to say easier life seems, but like Mm -hmm. if your relationship is good, marriage can really make life easier. Yeah, absolutely. I think the whole point for me, the point of marriage is that my life is good and marriage makes it better. I, that's the only way I can enter into marriage. I don't want to just enter it into it just for money because I've seen situations where like, yeah, the financials were making sense, but the marriage is horrible. And then you stay in the marriage because of the financials. And it's like, I don't want that. I don't know if it's lighting a fire under my ass. I just am, I'm considering that as a strong component. I was thinking about like, okay, what's happening next? You know, I want to say that I want to strongly and proudly proclaim that money matters to me in a relationship. Yes, I am sir. done. I'm done dating brokies. I'm I'm done Real boys. trying to be like, money doesn't matter. He's a good person. Like, no, no, that's not. I can't live my life based on you being a good person. Like, I need Absolutely you not. to have money. Like, I learned the hard way. Um, one of the last person I dated, his card declined over seven dollars worth of coffee and my pick me ass was like i got it my pick me <laughs> my pick me ass was like, in their front. like me now would be like yeah like <laughs> excuse me uh what <laughs> como se dice what like <laughs> like i would have 
been polite in the moment, but my brain would have been like on fire and then I would have probably not continued. Mm-hmm. But I paid for him. It happened twice too. Like it wasn't oh. even, didn't even just happen once. But I liked him. You know, he was a good, he was we clicked. I felt really comfortable with him. So you know what I'm saying? Dumb. I was being like dummy. A, I feel you though. I've also I have been there multiple times. The so it's not like I don't know. I just I dated someone where the the chip was the card uh, the, the, their credit card chip was chipped like it was broken mm-hmm. for like weeks. And Nobody said, told you. <laughs> oh, his chip is broken. I got it. I got it. You want me eighteen thousand dollars in Chicago? I got it. We might want to bleep out that lie because that's a good lie. If he was lying, that was a good one. Let's not give them the, the tea. Like the only yeah, people ruin game for somebody. Give them the game for free, child. Like no. <laughs> yeah, my chip is broken. Yeah, I don't want to be that person who is like, we live together. But like that read letter where it's like, oh, our, our rent is our rent is $1,500 and I pay $1,100 and he pays $400. Sorry, money matters. I want to live a good life. You're supposed to contribute, add to my life. So together mm-hmm. we should be taking nicer trips. Together we should like live in a nice apartment or be able to afford a house. Yes, I want to own a, a house. You know, you ever talk to some people and you realize they're like too liberal? <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, yes. It's like, babes, relax, okay? It's People are like, like I don't want to own land. Uh, you sound like the oppressor. That's colonialism. If you Bitch, uh, shut uh, up. Like, I'm like, bitch, get, get on the winning team, ho. We're going to be quoting Jocelyn Hernandez a lot, too. <laughs> yes. Just like, get on the winning team, ho. Period. Is, it's not going to change. It will like, never, it won't change in our lifetime. So yeah, you, your ancestors already owned all the land. So now we have to stop because you decided to? I mean, so I shouldn't own land because it's like white people have used that against us. So I shouldn't own land as protest to what they've done to us, what they're going to keep doing. Yeah, y'all can keep that. That don't make any sense, child. I want to own a house. I want (laughs) to like pay it off. I want to have something to pass down to somebody or just some equity if if by the time I get to like 60 or 70 and I want to be like, fuck everything and sell the house, mm-hmm. move to Costa Rica, I want that option. Great. Man, like, and I can't do it by myself. Again, the economics of being like everything is just going to get more expensive. And it's kind of sad because it, it makes me sad when I think about it. I'm finally in a place where I'm making like pretty okay money. It's not yeah. great money. Like, I'm not going to act like it's great or it's, I mean, it's good. I'll say it's good because to me, it's good. Mm-hmm. I finally get here at the age of 28 and everything is more expensive. So it's like before the pandemic, certain apartments that I would have wanted to move into were like 1400 a month. Mm-hmm. Now those apartments are starting at 1900. Like, oh so God. as soon as I can afford that, you've now raised the bar and that's, what's going to keep happening. And it, it makes me feel like, so I can't do it by myself unless I end up being like a senior director <laughs> or like something like that, where I'm making like crazy, not crazy money. That's not even crazy money. I know, but Tim figures. Th- right. And I can't plan for that. I mean, I'm almost like, shit, am I going to have to like, for real, get an MBA? Not bullshitting, but like for real, go to like graduate school. Cause I can't, I, I have no there's no way for me to tell what I'm going to make in the next five years. So it almost feels like it's easier to be like, child, let me get on this dating app because it's, <laughs> it's almost like it's more likely that I'll be married in the next five years than that I'll be making six figures on my own. <laughs> I so, mean, you never know, right? Like you never know, but it's like, you cannot deny that that's the, that's an alternative, right? Like that's the option, like yes. getting into a marriage and having 
you know, financial partnership is a way to economic freedom or financial exactly. Freedom. If, if you if you fail to plan, you plan to fail. So Ooh. I'm not gonna be. I got that from King Richard. Don't don't think of me. <laughs> <laughs> I got it from Serena Williams' daddy. So what do you think of this? This sounds so ugly, doesn't it? I mean, in a way, if you think about it, I feel like if we say it like like what it is, yeah. But in a way, everybody does it. No one just, no one says it. It's like, I don't know. I feel like everyone considers that. That's why you see people who are in a relationship for eight months and they move into it like with each other. Obviously, because they love each other, like each other really well. But it's also cheaper. Yeah, they but it's also cheaper. Life. I don't and then, have to get a random roommate. I could just live with you. Let's do it. Right, right. So you get to save money that way. Would I do it personally at this point in my life? Not now. I wouldn't. But I under I completely understand why people do that with someone who they're not married to. Mm-hmm. And then also, like, shit's expensive. It's really expensive. And it's hard to do everything on your own if you don't got it like that. Oh, yeah. I knew a girl. I mean, I didn't know her well, but she was in my program a couple of years ahead of me. And she went on the apps for the specific reason of, like, I need to get married. And she went on dates and dates and dates and she found her husband and they had a baby. I don't know. I think a year ago or something. And like it worked out. Another thing I did see too. I mean, this is not, this is a tangent, but it's like, (laughs) if you want to find a guy that you feel like you would get along with, go to the places where you'd want him to be. If you weren't around, I saw that on TikTok. (laughs) It's like, if you want a guy that like, you know, is super active and like goes on hikes and stuff like that, not really me, but like, oh, go to those places because then that's where that guy would be if y'all you know if y'all were you know if y'all were together and he was doing shit on his own for sure i guess that makes sense like i mean i'm kind of like so you there and you're expecting him to come up and talk to you or you're planning on talking yeah that's to that's, that's part two that they don't talk about his TikTok they, they say you meet people in church <laughs> like you meet good people in church so well, i can't do that i was talking to my coworker like i would be catfishing church fishing <laughs> <laughs> like if I like went to church steadily, like faithfully for like months to a year, and then I finally connect and click with the guy, and just as we start to like really like each other, I'm like, I have to tell you something. <laughs> it's not that I'm like I don't believe in this shit. I don't want to be here. I just don't want to be here. <laughs> I don't want to do this. Like I, I, you could keep coming. I'm never coming back here. Like. I've done my time. But you know what? <laughs> honestly, if this dude really liked you and he was trying to get married and he was in the church, you'd be okay with it. No, <laughs> that's not true. That's not true. Really? The guy you, would be like, I so can change her? Put put it on you. Like, I feel like this can be both ways. Oh, like, if yeah. it's a dude or a girl. If you You're met right. a dude in church yeah. and then, yeah, he after a, like six months of dating, you said, I'm going to be real. I don't really fuck with church like that. Like, Ooh. I believe in God. I believe in Jesus Ooh. Christ. You're vomiting at me right now. <laughs> <I'm sorry. laughs> We're talking about me. <laughs> like he's, he's not horrible he's just like look i can't keep up the facade i don't like coming to church so i know like- sorry i'm so sorry that has, this is not actually this is me being yes, like if yes. somebody was doing that to me and yeah, i if he was church fishing you you would be like upset he's not saying like i don't i don't love any of this like this is all lies he's just saying i don't like coming like i just wanted to be around some good people and possibly meet someone and honestly like i'm ready to stop coming to church like you would be like shocked like what I would be, I yeah i would be shocked i think i was being super dramatic i would not vomit obviously <laughs> you would, you'd probably really be like reconsidering like i don't know that i could see him because like i thought i was with somebody who was like just like me and really was committed to being here and he's saying he's not coming anymore like that shakes things you know up so That'd be a fire. That would be a Tyler Perry movie. And then she (laughs) facilitates him. 
Yeah. No, so yeah. he would be a dark-skinned man that she met in church, and he always used to wheel her grandma up the ramp and was a good guy. And then she married him at, like, 22, and then he immediately started beating her ass. Like, immediately. Like, started slapping the shit out of her on the honeymoon. Like, immediately. They got to the flight. They got to baggage claim. And he said, bitch, shut the <laughs> <laughs> she's holding her cheek like whoa oh, he didn't mean that guy <laughs> ah, remember remember uh the, what's that movie the family reunion yeah her friends like brought her friends brought a stripper to the house for no damn reason like what the fuck they brought a stripper it was her was it her birthday or something maybe i don't know i can't remember like, literally he comes home early you know? Her friends leave. As soon as she closed the door, turned around, he just like, <laughs> bitch, are you crazy? Like, he, like I was like, oh, Blair, like, oh this isn't you. Oh, I held my pearls. I was like, oh my God. I was terrified. So I was like, this isn't the Blair under what I knew. Like, this is, this is kind of scary. Like, <laughs> you imagine what it's like to be a dark skin man? <laughs> He's like, show up to Tyler Perry Studios. You're like, I'm here to read for. He's like, no, 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 wait, 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 no. I see you as woman beater number one. I know. Like, 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 oh, and don't be bald on top of that bald. Like, <laughs> it's over. Don't be a light skin, man. He'll put a lace front on you. Like, I know. <laughs> he's like, give me some cornrows. Be like. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the one. Why does he do that? Why was he even at the Oscars this year? I really, you know, I just, what? I just thought about it today. Like, why were you there? Like, what did you buy? Money. Your, I think you could buy tickets, maybe. maybe. Absolutely, money. I mean, he owns the studio, but like, yeah, none of his st- content is going to be there. Like, ever, ever. You're never going to be represented here, honey. Like, <laughs> darling, why are you here? <laughs> I think when he when he when he and Denzel went to Will Smith to calm him down, I know Will was like, "Why are you here?" Like, whoa, 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 fuck all that. Why are you? Here? Why are you like, here, Tyler? Like, my brother, not to be disrespectful. Why? He's <laughs> <laughs> like, well, let's not worry about that. I don't even know how we got into this topic. I don't even know how we got here. I don't know. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> it's just funny because his movies never change. Like they, they never, never change the formula. <laughs> changes. Like, so why are the actors still doing it? Like, I don't it? know. Like, it's always the same heavy hitters. Michael Ely, Loretta Devine, everybody. Oh back. my gosh. When Michael Ely dangled those kids out that window and for color girls. Oh, I never, I, I was, I, why did he agree to do that? Why did he agree to do that? Also, complete tangent. You know that one episode of The Read when they were talking about the listener letter and it was like the- Oh, I already know, yeah. You already know, okay, yeah. Well, well you have to say it because they don't know. Okay, yeah. So there's a listener letter on The Read where um, a girl, she did, it was like a pastor read and she basically was reading this one white woman and her biracial husband who I guess came into her establishment or her store and they were just super, and she was super rude being like, oh, my husband, he's won, we don't need to donate because we've donated to NAACP and he's won awards and we don't do that all the time. She might as well have said we donate to the United Negro College Fund. Right, exactly. Like it it sounded bad. Like it sounded very horrible. It's so condescending and she was like, like, yeah, I'm reading her. Fuck her. 
and all that type of stuff. And the biracial, her husband who just sat there and didn't do anything. And she's like, I can't tell you who it is, but like, you know, fuck you two for not sitting, whatever. And everyone was wondering. And I was thinking, yes, like, because she it, said that he it? was nominated for an NAACP image award in 2016. Yeah. I'm telling you, I went and Googled and I looked down the list. Oh my goodness. And I, I was like, Michael Ely. Like, I was like, is he, but he has to be, he's blue eyes. <laughs> like, is, is, he, is it him? But I looked him up. His wife is like Arabian. I mean, let me not say Arabian. She's, uh, She's in that category of like Kim Kardashian type of white. Like you, you're from some country that's mm-hmm. not white, but you kind of are white because it's like yeah. the Middle East or something. Like I don't know. Like is that white? I don't know. Um, but I don't think it was him. Oh really? So uh, some guesses that I saw people throw out. Somebody guessed Jordan Peele, which mm-hmm. I was like, no, because Chelsea, whatever. Yeah, his crazy. wife is cool. Like I don't yeah, think, I didn't that, think she she would, all that she wouldn't do that. Um, and Crystal said no, it wasn't him. Okay. And then a lot of people were like Keegan Michael Key. Oh. He does and that. I could see. I could see that. Mm-hmm. But I don't know that. I mean, I guess he could be nominated for an Image Award for like Key and Peele. Yeah. yeah. She didn't say anything else. She didn't say like oh, he's nominated for an Emmy or you know something. It's like that. Which I guess she did say that to be like we give, you know. But oh, maybe girl. I, so it might have been him. Who did you think was the um, the white lady that the stylist? So there was another listener letter where this girl was like, I'm an assistant stylist and Mm -hmm. I assist with styling this really rich, famous white woman that you guys would probably hate. And they listed her name, but Crystal and Kafiri didn't read it. And I immediately was like, Khloe Kardashian. I thought it was Khloe Kardashian. Yeah. I don't know why. And then for some reason, my second guess was maybe Miley Cyrus. (laughs) Ooh. I, it could be anybody. I don't know who it is. I don't know. I think at first I thought it was Chloe too. It could be that. Do you think it'd be Taylor Swift? Because they also don't like her. But I mean, they kind of made it sound like she's a bad person. And oh. like they didn't talk about her favorably because I've heard that Taylor Swift is actually very kind in person, mm. even though we, we've she's, you know, whatever child. I don't I know. know what we've I've had opinions throughout the years but like they say i've always heard like she's really sweet Mm. so i feel like if it was her they would have been like she's a really great boss Mm. yeah you know the listener letter kind of just implied that she was kind of bitchy and unliked by the read because she's horrible Mm. so i yeah anyways those are yeah interesting trying to guess like who yeah these people people. just tell us i'm almost like should i join their patreon so that i I can join their discord and bring it up and be like so (laughs) who are these people (laughs) pay the much money just to say (laughs) i mean i don't know but anyway yeah yeah. (laughs) oh sorry last thing i literally yeah i see her like his wife keegan michael key's wife yeah she looks like the type yeah he gives me like he gives me that that is you know not to go back into that um you know the i don't want to even say names but you know that i'll say her name caitlin taylor taylor courtney courtney taylor that white girl from austin maybe from dallas lived in austin with the guy and then moved to miami with him and then stabbed him yeah still out free like yeah we talked about this last week because we Mm -hmm. were like why do y'all always go out of your way to talk shit about us like black women why do black men have to if you have a preference quote unquote preference why must you talk about what you don't prefer why don't you Mm -hmm. just say what you like i don't know so i've been keeping up with that shit because it's wild like on one end i do feel like 
sigh like I don't know what to do like I mean I, know. I don't know what you want me to do here know. <laughs> you know I kind of do feel like not poetic justice but like like maybe six levels below that right because see no one deserves to die I'll yeah because it's not like this is what you get but it's also like it's not unironic that you did not you had all these negative things to say about black women and you had all these positive things to say about white women and then the person you got with is literally like no offense but she's a porn star right. you're talking about how black women just shake their asses and that's not your thing she's <laughs> literally showing ass for money so that's kind of funny that <laughs> you she was like your queen and then like she murdered she like yeah like it ended yeah. horribly and the yeah. fact that she's literally like not even been charged which is at all that's the other side of it is like i'm pissed because i'm like i want to say like marissa alexander the woman in florida who mm-hmm. literally shot a warning shot to get her abusive baby father away from her because mm-hmm. he was like coming at her she shot a warning shot not even at him mm-hmm. she was sentenced to 20 years what? for reckless endangerment because apparently her kids were like in the room she huh. didn't even hurt anybody. No. <laughs> and she got arrested and she's in prison for 20 years. And like her case comes up every now and then because I believe they're trying to like appeal it and get her out. This mm-hmm. also happened in Florida. So it's like, right. it's not even like, oh, Florida, they don't care. It's crazy over there. Like it's guns and stuff. No, because this black woman defended herself and they said, we don't give a fuck. You're going to mm-hmm. you're going to jail. Right. And this white girl literally just said with. I mean, I don't even know. They're running an investigation, mm. apparently. Like, they just haven't made an arrest. But I also feel like if you got his blood all over you and right. you're like, you tell them, yeah, I stabbed him, shouldn't they immediately arrest you and then maybe give you bond or something? like? Right, because I don't know if she bonded out because I did see a video of a girl. She was, a gr- um, one girl saw her at a bar with mm-hmm. her dad. You saw that yeah. video? Yeah. yeah, so her dad so was out and about. Her dad is in town or was in town. I don't know the status, but he was in town at a hotel and she was with him at the hotel's bar. I can't believe she did. And I was like, so you feel comfortable getting a drink? Like, I'm positive her dad is like, you did what you had to do and I'm proud of you, baby Mm -hmm. girl. You did what you didn't let that do. Like, you, I'm proud of you. You did what you had to do. Like, I'm sure there are plenty of white people out Mm -hmm. there who are like, she's a hero. I've seen a lot of people, you know, with, avatars that you can't tell who the person yeah, is. yeah exactly being like well apparently her neighbor saw him like hit her so it was abusive and oh apparently like he was stealing money from her i've seen people oh, call him yeah. a scam artist people yeah. called him a scam artist they said he was stealing money from her apparently she told the police that um she kicked him out a week ago because they broke up mm-hmm. um and that he was still trying to like break he was still coming into the apartment basically like she took him off the lease Mm. and kicked him out but he i guess still his key still worked i guess and so Mm. he was still coming in or quote unquote breaking in because he had the key and i saw some of her only fans collaborator friends or whatever were like oh yeah like people don't know this but she broke up with him like a month ago like they have not i saw that too yeah they were like yeah he was stealing money from her and courtney was like she was really honestly like who stabs somebody like she didn't do it for no reason and I was like, wow. we're, what? we're looking at this through opposites. Like, it's Absolutely. very interesting. Very. And it's like, uh, I mean, of course, the whole thing is unfortunate. It's just so wild that the because there is a movement online like black women you know do not put your cape on for this man all of that type of stuff i've seen all that and it's like dang i look it's like working because other than i don't see this as a major story really i've actually seen it talked about almost everywhere though really it's, okay, just, not, it's just not trending like it's not like mm-hmm. a top 10 item in the u.s but mm-hmm. i've seen like 
now a few YouTubers that I follow have discussed it. It's been mm-hmm. on the shade room. It's been yeah. on a few other like black people blogs that we look at. Yeah. Um, if you look up the hashtag Courtney Taylor or Christian Obumselli mm-hmm. or whatever, like it's, you can find like endless tweets about it. So it is mm. something that a lot of people talk about. I was going to say like the brother just needs to get on like fucking get your black men to step in for this. Get on the Joe Budden podcast. <laughs> yeah, honestly, because he was breakfast like, club. He, he like I saw that he had made a post about like the community needs to stand together to, you know, get justice for my yeah. brother and all this. Like, you know, as a family, we're, you know upset at the statements that he made and all that type of stuff and it's like that is so because they're Igbo so it's just like mm-hmm. so heart it's heartbreaking to just see that aspect of it and yeah, then yeah. having to see their son said all these things and doing all that stuff and god forbid that's just like and you know it's even more fucked up so his cousin is an attorney and she's uh-huh. also done some interviews <clears throat> and people like went through her tweets and saw that she like referred to black people as akata which you know like that yeah means. Which is this kind of, yeah, it's complicated. Yeah. We know what that means, like, um, literally, mm-hmm. like wild animal. And so, mm-hmm. right. So like black people hear that and they're like, so you are looking down on us. And it's true. A lot of Africans do look down on black people. Mm-hmm. They do. That is real. Yeah. I don't know if that's his cousin. I don't know if that's his family. Like, right. Because otherwise, like, it's also just a slang term for black people, but it doesn't mm-hmm. really mean like as harsh as it would mean literally. It just, right. I don't really, but I mean, maybe you can tell me, I don't know. I kind of have never no. heard it in the vein of being good though. Like it's never been like a great thing yeah i would i think your assessment of is like spot on because like it's weird because we grew up hearing the word and not as like a i mean it's it's done with not the best connotation but it's it's, yeah i didn't learn it as like like the hard r or something like that it's just like oh well we will people white people i got that yeah yeah. but see you know that's what's weird like when you unpack it like i feel the same exact way because when i think of it i don't think it means like a bad thing when i really think about it i'm like it doesn't mean a good thing yeah they don't they don't say the word and be like oh yeah we love akata like it's like oh these akata like look at this like of course it's derogatory it is so it is divided where like a lot of black americans are starting to kind of say like they don't even like us their family be saying this word like they don't like us so let them let the nigerian community and the white community sort it out Mm -hmm. and i'm like it's it almost makes me go like damn like should i delete my twitter because like something you never know what you said until you need people i know i mean like i don't think i I never said anything like that on twitter yeah i don't think i said anything but like do you think she thought saying agatha on twitter be like thing you know, mm-hmm. whenever people are like, oh, there's nothing I've ever said that could embarrass me. I'm like, you think you think it's what you think, right? What you said or what you said now is cool. Now it's mm-hmm. edgy. It's funny. 10 years from now, it may not be funny. They might be looking at you like, oh, so you hate this. Oh, so you were making jokes about that. Like mm-hmm. language and social society just changes like things that we laughed at 10 years ago aren't funny now people talking about the proud families colorists like they aren't fucking with yeah. jokes because the jokes yeah. are making fun of fat people or whatever we're watching girlfriends now and we're like damn all of them are just desperate about men like that's I not know. the move mm-hmm. but back then it was good so mm-hmm. things change it's wild and so I think the, the brother just needs to get on The Breakfast Club or yeah. get on Joe Budden's podcast mm-hmm. and be like yes what my brother said was fucked up don't even say like he was in high school. He was 15 because that just feels like deflecting. Like, don't. Yeah, because we were all in high school at the same time. And I don't think I ever said any or thought anything like that back then. Even if you did, like since then, he hasn't tweeted anything to the opposite effect 
Because if he did, we would have seen it by now. Mm-hmm. And look who he was with. So it yeah. kind of feels like nothing changed. So right. I would be like, my brother was an imperfect. And I honestly don't even think they were very close to him, TBH. I don't I, get the yeah. vibe that they knew him currently. <laughs> but I would just say, like, he was not a perfect person. He said what he said. We don't like it. I honestly was disgusted when I read that. Mm-hmm. And it, yeah, it makes me, like, very sad that a white woman is who did it to him. Right. But when you get away from that, like, take your time to be angry about that and be like, mm-hmm. what the fuck? But when you think more... Like, what's more important that you're mad at this dude for stuff he said before or that this white woman literally killed a black man and she's about to, like, be free? Bring up Marissa Alexander, who's in prison for, like, firing a warning shot. Bring up Centoya Brown, Mm -hmm. who, like, was in prison from the age of 16 to, like, what, 30 or something? Right. For, like, killing the guy who sex trafficked her? Like, Mm -hmm. when white women say, oh, my gosh, this scary black man was abusing me, it's like, okay. And, like, they didn't Right, like, fair enough. Uh, do, do you think black people can get arrested and say i'm gonna kill myself and they'll be like okay let's get you to a mental hospital or do they go we don't give a fuck we're putting you in jail and we'll just right. have a, a, like a guard check on you every like 30 they would like take you to jail and put you in solitary confinement absolutely absolutely so the fact that she was baker acted and then released and like just free flowing like even if there is any sort of evidence that could come out that he was abusive or toxic or was stealing money the fact that she, her word was good enough that they had no evidence at that moment that right. she was in danger. I didn't even think, I have not thought about it deeply, like the actual mm-hmm. crime. But when you do, it's like, I mean, he's a lot bigger than she is. Yeah. Like, how, what the legit, I don't even want to think about it deeply, but when you start to, it's like, how do, does it make sense? Yeah. Like, I'm at a place where I'm open to hearing whatever could have happened. Like before I was like, he did not touch her. Like the friends had said that he was not that kind of guy and that she actually was always the one hitting him and they'd seen that. Mm. That's what the friends who were close to them have said. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, if it if proof comes out that maybe he did steal money or that he was toxic, that she did take him off the lease, that he still was coming into the apartment even though she told him not to it's not that i would be like so then he deserved it or so everything's good it's just that i would be opening open to being like okay it was a toxic two-sided relationship right that that means something inevitably was going to go wrong because this white girl apparently she has three duis (laughs) like three duis been in jail one time i saw like a mugshot of hers like (laughs) so i'm again shocked that they have not arrested her and been like prove to the judge that you prove in court to a jury that you were abused because right now all we see is that you're like literally covered in his blood and you said you did it so like i can't stab somebody and be like oh but they have been coming at me like they would be like you're going to jail yeah exactly to jail so it pisses me off and um I mean, I'm not going to donate to the GoFundMe. I don't know what else to do other than to talk have... about how it pisses me off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think that it's just, it's an unfortunate situation. So, 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 so bad. And honestly, I mean, I don't know. Love who you love, I guess. But I just think it's like, just be careful who, just be, you know, vet your partners. Obviously, that's, yeah. that's I think, a main takeaway. Just like, right. vet who you associate yourself with. And you know what's fucked up? I can't even, aside from what he said about Black women, like anybody who dates white people, like that could happen. That's, that made me really think it's really fucked up. Cause even if you are a person who's like, I love everybody, like I'll date anybody. Mm-hmm. You have to live with the fact that when you are with the white partner, the dynamics are not the same. Mm-hmm. So if something happens between y'all that's domestic, or if they do something crazy to you, the cops are not going to believe you. They're going to believe that person. Like mm-hmm. I think of Lauren Smith Fields. I was about to say, that's a prime example of that. Bro, they didn't even 
take him in for questioning. Like they didn't drug test him. They just believe he's still to this day, not questioned Mm -hmm. or it's, I don't even know. I think at this point, the family is just trying to sue the police department for like $30 Mm. million because at this point, like there isn't going to be any evidence. They can't drug test him now. It's been too long. Like the DNA, what DNA are they looking like? It's, it's too late to arrest him or to get justice. So the only justice they can get is money. And Mm -hmm. I think in the Courtney Taylor situation, they could maybe sue her for wrongful death Mm -hmm. because she admits that she did it. I don't know if her, I mean, she'll have to play out that self-defense thing in that kind of court. And I say take her family for millions. They look rich. Right, right. You know, OnlyFans with 2 million fucking subscribers. She nets, she probably nets like tens of thousands of dollars, tens of thousands of dollars per month. Probably nets like 30,000 a month. Right. Take her money. You pay yeah. for this funeral. You're paying for our lawyer's fees. You're paying for the amount of income he could have made his whole life. Like mm-hmm. you're paying for our emotional damage because you literally killed him. Like, mm-hmm. I think a judge would, I feel like they'd have a good case. It just, it takes a while to get fair <laughs> to where yeah. you're like, well, we can't get it through the justice system. So let's go for money. It takes a while to kind of, Years. for some people to get around to just seeking money because that's mm-hmm. all you can get. Oh, this got dark. How did we? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we're talking know. about relationship economics. Child, let me d- delete my hinge because <laughs> I was just saying, like, it, it is scary to know that if you are with a white person, whether it's a white woman or a white man, and something happened to you, they could either just decide not to call the cops and let you die, and like that be that. They could like call the cops and literally say, "I did it," and the mm-hmm. cops will be like, "Well, you didn't mean to." <laughs> Oh, like it's kind of scary to know that you're dating in that kind of as- atmosphere. So you really do just have to triple vet the character of the person that you date, no matter what, because black women be kind of, I mean, murder from black men happens too. So, oh yeah, definitely. And I like, I was thinking about what I said. It's like, I think that's a good, it's a good statement in general, not to say that, like, I don't want to victim blame him. Like, well, he should have vetted that girl. And if he, if he didn't get a rose in that girl, he wouldn't have been, you know, that wouldn't have happened to him. I like, feel that way. You know, I know, but it's like, <laughs> I feel that you know, way. She it's had hard. Three, he knew she had three DUIs. He knew she was abusive and slapping him and crazy. And I honestly just think it was like she was this beautiful white woman with the perfect body. And oh, I, it honestly gives me like slave plantation vibes of just mm-hmm. putting her on this pedestal mm-hmm. to where she can be horrible and treat you horribly and you are still there. Right. Because this is your queen. It could happen in any kind of relationship. Like people be in sure. abusive relationships, but. Via his tweets, I'm just going to assume it was a race fetish- fetishization. We've heard her say that she only dates black, rich black men. Yeah. So it was a fetishization thing on both sides. Yeah, that's it. Just didn't want to be like, I'm not victim blaming, but it's just so difficult yeah. to like yeah. reconcile the two, you know? And right. It's, it's never a blaming. Yeah. Nobody ever deserves to get killed or murdered or robbed or beaten or cheated on i don't know like nobody deserves for bad oh hey actually is it fair to say nobody deserves for bad things because when we say that's your karma we're kind of saying you deserve for bad things i mean we're not we're not we're not saying this was karma but i think in general when we're like when we say god will deal with you or when we say like (laughs) karma will get them or whatever is that not saying you deserve something bad to happen to you and it's coming well, because you did something bad. It's like the whole, like, have the day you deserve type of thing. Yeah. Like, you're doing, you know. So I'm not going to say that nobody deserves for something bad to happen. I'm not even going to say nobody deserves because certain things I do kind of feel like street justice, please handle this. But uh, that's all I'll say. So I'm not saying that he deserved anything based on tweets or based on his horrible taste in partners. Right. I'm just saying that I'm not shocked. It's not like, oh, whoa, 
I couldn't have seen this coming. From what we've heard about her, it kind of seems like, I mean, her friends say that she had a drug problem. They're in Miami. Everybody got a drug problem. Oh, so is it Miami? Yeah. Like, I just wish, I regret that he wasn't closer to his family. Yeah, yeah. That they probably never met her. They never saw them together. They didn't know what kind of life he was living with her or what kind of relationship. Can you imagine being completely in the dark and just having to hear one day that your brother had a girlfriend <laughs> and that he had these tweets and that this was his girlfriend and she was an OnlyFans star and that he had moved. Did he even tell them, He tell his family he was in, He they knew he was in Miami, but like. I don't think they knew that they lived together in that high rise penthouse thing. like did they did he tell them that he was moving with his girlfriend or did he just say he was gonna move with friends when you're that secretive that's kind of scary like your family should know who you are like they right. shouldn't be like we didn't know he was like this we didn't know his girlfriend we didn't know i would love for my family if something whatever happened to me that they would be able to say we talked to her consistently mm-hmm. we knew what state of mind she was in i don't tell my family everything right um but i do low-key like kind of mention if i'm seeing some and it's been over a month. <laughs> I'll tell them if I broke up with somebody recently. Mm-hmm. I talk about how I'm feeling if I'm stressed with work. It's kind of alarming that I feel like we haven't heard anything about him that's recent about I his know. character or about what kind of job. Like his cousin saying he was raised in a good, strong family with morals. He would never have. I'm like, when that is the was, last time you really talked to him? Right. Me? That was when they were all in high school, probably. Yeah, the photos that I saw of him with his cousin, that girl, the lawyer, I was like, he looked like he was 20 here. Don't say shit like he was raised in a good family. Cause that's what people who have like rapists in their family be saying. Mm-hmm. Like you, I mean, they probably feel horrible. Like we really did not know him in this fucked up situation. Now we have to like have his back and deal with all the weird backlash. Cause people are weird online. Oh yes. I mean, we talked about it a little last time too, but people are like, you know, adding him and like commenting under his pictures and doing all this stuff. I've seen like, I didn't like, I've seen so many like just like posts and like videos that have turned his death into this whole diaspora war that yeah. manosphere that all the. Mm-hmm. All that type of stuff. And it's like, this is like, I, I can see why I got to that point, but it's too much. It's just, it's too much. Every time I look under like, his, every time, every time I look under his photos on Instagram, there's some fresh comments uh-huh. 20 minutes ago, somebody else saying like, well, black women, let's stay out of it. And I'm like, I like, you don't have to say that. Why are you I saying am- that? And like, it's like, okay, I, it's been said at this point. It's been yeah. said. How many times do you have to keep saying it? We've heard you. We get we heard it. it. Y'all burn the cape. We burned the cape. I get it. I completely understand. And I mean, I don't know. But I, it's like, it's it's not some, it's like, why would you say that? I'm just like, geez. And you know what? Last thing I'll say about this. So I saw a TikTok mm-hmm. where somebody was like, and you know, she was Nigerian. She was like, I'm tired of all the whole, you know, narrative and the whole story about, you know, this tragedy is really bad. And one thing that I just can't get over is like, okay, we get it. Y'all are not supporting him. Do you have to make a posting? You're not supporting him. Just don't support him. And then someone stitched that. And it was like, no, the reason why we're doing this is because like in the past, all this whole thing, black women have, you know, been on the front lines and we're not doing it anymore. And you, what I've noticed is that women like you, other Nigerian women see this guy as your brother and you guys are just trying to support and you guys aren't really for the cause, all this stuff. And the girl stitched back and turned into this whole diaspora war type of thing. Mm. It's like, oh my gosh. So that's a whole other level of everything. Okay, so I get it. So what it is, is like, we need to be loud about this because we're making an example of him. Black men, be on alert. Mm -hmm. If you talk shit about us, we're not going to have your back no matter what. We will gladly step out of this. Let everybody know. And I get it. And I get what she's saying too. Because my sister was like, I don't know, some 
again, like some Nigerians, mm-hmm. it made me think like, maybe I'll cut this part out, but I'm going to say yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. So because I've noticed that amongst Nigerians and some Nigerians still really carry it to this day, mm-hmm. there is like this, like looking down on black people thing. It yeah. exists. Yeah, definitely. Like you, you, you can definitely easily meet a Nigerian who very much believes like black people don't work hard or they don't yeah. do this or the women act like that. Mm-hmm. They believe the stereotypes. So I think whenever some Nigerian women read about his tweets where he said, I don't like black girls and black women just twerk and I don't like it. And I think they don't put themselves in that box. Yeah, they think, <laughs> oh, that, you know, oh, he's on my Akata. I think, yeah, I think they are like easy to be like, oh, whatever, like that doesn't even matter. That's his distraction. Because I think to them, it's like, He's obviously talking. We know the women he's talking about. We get it. Like, I think that's what they low-key, on the inside, they won't vocalize it, but that's kind of what that is, why they're not so bothered by that. Mm -hmm. Because to me, I'm like, I'm Nigerian, and I thought that shit was foul. Yeah, it was gross when he was like, um, white titties are better than black titties. Yeah. I was like, and then he was like- Why would you even say that? Why would you say that? That's so lame. And it's like, okay, I think y'all said he, like, he's from Dallas. That makes sense. Because he was Mm -hmm. tweeting about, like, white girls in tights at Plano East. I was like, oh. Bro, there are people who are like, I went to high school with him and nobody liked him. Like, I went to high school with him and he was like this shit, dude. Uh, It's wild. It's wild because- I I just kind of think it's so ugly to think that you shit on people who look like you. I know. When you say like black titties are ugly, you're black. Right. So wouldn't that also mean that black men's chests are ugly? Right. Wouldn't that also mean that you yourself are ugly? Like it's weird to, I just, what kind of mindset do you have to be in as a black man to be like going, he had black cousins, a black Mm -hmm. mom. So you went home to your mom every day, Mm -hmm. saw your cousins, went to church, probably went to an African church, like Mm -hmm. or grew up in the community and gladly tweeted how you don't fuck with black women. And they're this, that is so ugly to like, I don't care how old he wasn't 12. He was like, 18 or something right he probably had black people who followed him who were like yeah where the fuck is this coming from yeah and then you also have white people watching you right and being like he gets it he gets it yeah even black people know that y'all ain't shit Mm. what the it's weird it's weird and i was even thinking back some of those tweets went as far as recent as like 2015 2015 we were that was when i graduated college you were like a senior or whatever like yeah. we were mike brown had happened you know like what tweet was that though in 2015 oh, the popular ones i saw were in 2012 yeah i can't remember i just remember seeing one in 2015 and thinking like we were in college and we were like yeah. at the end of college and that was when the whole black lives matter you know stuff was like really becoming yeah. salient so it's like despite yeah, that yeah. you're still tweeting this type of stuff like right but i i get it because during that time i think a lot of people really wanted to believe even africans again there are certain types of black people that this happens to it would not happen to me because i am an upstanding black person and police know the difference i've definitely heard people africans included say like if you honestly just respect the police, it won't happen. They So I could see him probably being like these hood rat ass black people be like disrespecting the police and that that ain't my life. Like, I don't know what that's, he's probably like, that's so ghetto to be shot by the police. <laughs> How ghetto, child. Who couldn't be me? <laughs> y'all, y'all hard R's got that. <laughs> I'm inside with my white queen. <laughs> 
making him sound like Uncle Ruckus. <laughs> Every day I kept getting more blacker and more darker and more blacker. <laughs> Uncle Ruckus said us. Oh, Jesus, I'm sorry. I, I know, I'm so sorry. I know. I know, let me not. Scott it was funny though, but I'm sorry. I yes, just, yes. It's not him I'm laughing at. It's we're, we're, he obviously didn't say these Uncle Rux lines. We're just no. um, <laughs> Okay, well, I want to end the episode here, but I feel like we got to say something positive first. Oh, yeah, something positive. They want say something positive, and I'll say something positive, and we'll call it. Okay, something positive. Um, I'm just going to say it again celebrate yourself. You know, life is short. Celebrate things like, you know, small things that don't seem small, because when you get older, you know, if you don't celebrate, no one's really going to truly celebrate you the way that you deserve all the time. But you can. I feel like I'm going to piggyback on that and say, do that thing you want to do and do it today. Yeah. I'm not a big fan of I save money, but I'm not a big fan of being frugal because you think you'll save your way to a better future or something Mm. like I'm not, some people are, some people are smart. They'll like live with their parents and then have a down payment for their house or whatever. Mm. I'm very big. My anxiety is kind of tapered to where I just kind of feel like just do whatever, like do what you want. I'm getting finger tattoos next month. Just live life. I'm going to move into an expensive building and who knows how long I'll be able to afford it. Like that's why we're talking about relationship economics for like a hot (laughs) second. Just do it. Just live the way you want to, because you never know. You just don't know what's going to happen. And will you, be you can't take the shit with you but just do it now just be happy like not materialistically happy but find what makes you happy and just throw your all at it just go for it so thank you thank you for listening to this we'll see you in the next one thank you so much for joining us again bye bye